0: Welcome to today's episode of Mind Reading Marketing. I am so excited to have Jenny Singh here to chat with me. Jenny runs an ad agency that scales six-figure business owners to seven figures and beyond. She also teaches the have them at hello method to online business owners that want to scale to six figures on their own or with a really small team. Today, we're going to be chatting all about Instagram and Facebook ads, how you can get lots of data for just a few dollars a day, what you need in place before running ads, and how to make your ads as effective as possible. So let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Isabel Kateman, and I own Stripe Dog Creative. We build beautiful brands and highly strategic websites for six-figure online service providers and course creators looking to reach seven figures and beyond. I'm excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast, where we let go of the bullshit and deliver valuable information quickly. From practical marketing strategy to self-care for CEOs, tune in each week to go deep on one specific topic and get actionable advice you can use to grow your business even further. Let's jump in. Hi, Jenny. I'm so excited to have you here on the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast.
1: I am so excited to be here. I love this format. So I am so ready to dig in with you.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited about our topic today. I think ads, especially on Facebook and Instagram are something that so many people are interested in. So before we deep dive into ads and ad strategy and all the amazing ad things, why don't you just take a quick minute
1: to tell us exactly what you do and who you serve? Yeah. So I've been in the ads game for about seven years now, which in ads world is literally like the beginning of time, pretty much. So we run an agency that we serve coaches, digital entrepreneurs, product-based businesses. And then we also teach people that are wanting to scale. So eventually they can't hand off their ads to an agency. So if you're just getting started all the way to scaling multiple six and seven figure businesses, everything in between, we're teaching you how to run sustainable ads.
0: I love that. And so tell us a little bit about compared to organic content, how ads can really help you scale to those six and seven
1: figures that people want to get to. Yeah. So I put it this way, like there's a tipping point in any business where at some point you want to start leveraging things, right? And so you want to leverage your time and you want to get things back and it's really hard to scale quickly without ads. So that's really the big thing that we're looking for is like, hey, what do you want to do more of? Do you want to stay in your zone of genius? Do you want to create more products, right? Like there's typically something that you do really well as a business that you can't help more people and make more of an impact, right? Without either hitting the ground really hard, posting on social 24 seven, which feels like a hamster wheel. And so we're like, Hey, that's what ads do. Right. And so we also look at it too, is if, if you're killing it organically, we look at it as you're leaving money on the table by not running ads. Right. Because there's always just like a cap at some point of how much can happen organically without ads in the back pocket of your business.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so What Like if if somebody is either doing organic content and sort of does feel like they're on that hamster wheel and they're getting exhausted, or even if they're not and they just think like, I just sort of want to go straight for ads, what do you recommend that businesses have in place before bringing on someone like your agency to really do it for them?
1: I love this question so much because I actually think a lot of people try to dip into working with an agency way too soon because what that should happen, if you're at that point... And that's what a lot of our programs lead up to is like your offer is the most important, right? At some level, we want you to prove that whether it's organically or with some ads, right? When we say proving an offer, with ads, you can just get data faster to see where the gaps are in the funnel. That's why we love that process. But when you hand it over, at some point, you should know the messaging more or less that your person responds to, I love data. Like if you have survey feedback, handing it to an agency is so great because that just gives us so many more insights that you might not look at, right? As well as a proven offer or offers. And then at the end of the day, also the more you know your numbers, the better. Because quite often we see a lot of businesses that just genuinely don't know how much they can spend. And that's really, really, like fundamental too is just so important to your business. But especially when you start running ads, having the comfortability of knowing your numbers makes it feel like a lot of people, they start spending money on ads. It almost feels like they're out of their stomachs flipping. And it's typically because they don't know their numbers. So they don't feel comfortable spending. And so like, those are the things that we always look for. And if you don't have it, A lot of conversations we have is like, hey, you're not ready. Go over here, learn for three to six months and then come back. And then you're ready to scale. Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: And I think... I always love it when businesses sort of say like, no, you're not ready to work with me yet. Because I think Mm -hmm. as people scale in business, this is something that starts to become really important because you start to get to know your audience and you're no longer just like, I'll take everyone, I'll work with everyone. It's really about what's gonna work best for your clients. And I know that you also have courses and everything so that people can learn it on their own. So I think that that's really great that there are people where you're like, you're just not ready and you really need to prove this out before we start spending thousands of dollars on ads.
1: Absolutely. We always put it, you can, if you spend a couple hundred dollars by yourself, right, you can get started with that much. You can get so much data. It doesn't take that much, right? But at the end of the day, we'd rather you go about it. And then you're also just equipped as a business owner to also have better conversations with us, right? Because we also hear the horror stories of, we love other agencies. We think people are really beautiful and smart. But at the end of the day, sometimes you get in a relationship when you don't know what's going on too. You just don't know what is right, what's wrong, what don't I know? And so we love. When businesses already like know ads at scale, so that we can have better and deeper conversations. And they just feel more empowered to handing things off and that trust factor is there. So, yeah, there's just so much good that comes from knowing all of that yourself, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk about somebody who maybe has been in business for a while and is a little bit more established, but maybe hasn't been doing the organic posting. And when I say maybe, I mean me. Like this is somebody, you know, after PTSD of the agency days, I've been in business for many years, but haven't really been focusing on Instagram until very recently when I was really starting to launch my course and realized that I needed to build an audience there. So are ads the right choice for somebody who has a small audience, but has a large network, but just maybe that network isn't necessarily the audience that they've already built up or want to build up on a certain social media platform.
1: Absolutely. I love that question so much. So I love ads for someone just like yourself. Because honestly, if you were to look at our Instagram, it doesn't, and most of the people that I actually know crush it in business. There's so many people that don't have like a vast large audience on Instagram. Like I think we're around two or three thousand people. Totally disreflects our business because we're using ads to feel. 95% of our business purely because when we create content, we want it to be like really deep purposeful content. And that's where we love content. I will talk about organic all day, but that's part of what we teach in the Have the Mathello method is how to use the content that you know is killing it and then amplify that. So it's almost like a paid funnel using the content that's already created, right? And so it's really great for someone like you because then you also have data of not only this is this content creating on organic killing it, but at the same time is it going to resonate with cold audiences right because quite often enough people that know like, can trust you at some level already so looking and saying hey a cold audience who's never heard of you let's put this in front of them and see see what resonates and that's where you start to get that data of like cool warm likes this audit or this message cold loves this message and that's like that kind of data that if you can hand off one day is like literally they're gold it's gold nuggets to someone like me so i love it and plus again That lets you create less content and then it's just a few ad dollars propelling it forward. And then it gives that light, right? Like I love an evergreen piece of content that's from six months ago that we can still work and it's new to someone out there, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Totally. Yeah, no. And that's, that's such a helpful answer. And so what about
0: the opposite? Are ads good for somebody who maybe has been doing it organically for a long time and has built up a large audience, but either isn't finding the right content that's resonating and needs some help with that, or just has an audience that I think you call them lurkers are just sort of like mm. sitting there watching, but they're not necessarily taking action.
1: Yeah, so it's so funny you say that. It's just perfect timing in our world. We we call it activating lurkers. So we just took on a client that I think their Instagram following is like 105,000 and isn't really running ads. And so I look at it, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like that's even better, right? Because typically it's just this giant audience you haven't tapped into in the right way with ads. So what we're looking at is like, wow, we have a a fundamental starting ground of a really big, warm audience to start all of our tests towards. And then cold's easier because we just have more humans to work with there. Do you know what I mean? And so I love it. I'm a lurker. So I'm someone I don't really comment. Like I'm just kind of like a lurker by nature. And so the great part about that is you have a large audience and a ton of lurkers. They're probably engaging your reading, but human nature and psychology, most of us don't do anything unless you ask us to repetitively, right? And so content and organic, especially with algorithms, bless them. They're always changing. It's really hard to get people to get activated by your content. And so when you're using ads, especially with a really healthy audience, you can stack it in a way that reactivates them. like, Hey, you've been here for a while. This is exactly what I want you to do and start to run ads, either content or specific ads to those people and start to activate them. And we call it raising your digital hand is once you start running ads is like, raising your hand is like people clicking, right? You start to see kind of like the habits people are doing. And that's where you typically start out with a bunch of tests. You see the hands go up and that's where you're like, cool, five hands here, meaning the good ads, let's shut the rest down. And that's where you get scale. So I look nerdy out about this. So yes, that's the long answer too. If you have a bigger audience that's full of lurkers, you just have like a, a pot that's just waiting for you to activate them and they just need you to get in front of them.
0: Yeah, I love that. On a regular no, I- basis. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's so important too, for so many people, because I think, you know, everyone is sort of coming at it from different angles and different places in business. So I think it's great that you guys are sort of open to working with different people in different places in business. And so let's sort of go to the beginning. If somebody, you know, when you work with somebody, and I know obviously this is going to be business specific, but we can either talk in generics or you can sort of come up with an example. How do you begin to develop a strategy for an ad campaign? So how do you sort of figure out how much to spend, what pl- platforms, what the content should be. Walk us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So anytime we, especially in the teaching realm, right? So if you're not someone that already has a kind of a budget and all that stuff for when you're handing off, so you're in the really beginning stages. The first thing we start with is numbers, which is so funny because from an as perspective, you're like, you want to go funnel, you want to go creative, you want to go messaging. We look at the numbers of like, Hey, if X, Y, and Z happened, what is the possibility? Meaning what's the lifetime value of your customer, right? We start there. And work backwards. So we specifically built ROI calculators. My partner is an ex CFO, like has all the CPA credentials. So he knows out about this, and that's the thing we're consistently surprised with businesses at the lack of knowing their numbers. So any training you get, we'll walk you through numbers because it's vital to running ads. So we start there and then say, okay, what would you feel comfortable with spending on a daily or weekly basis, and start there. Quite often, we actually start at five, 10 dollars budgets because. Not to get super nerdy and like add lingo, but there's specific indicators is what we call them of, hey, at what cost can you get someone to click a link or listen to something or watch 100% of a video, right? So. For example, if we can get someone to watch 100% of a 15-minute video for 50 cents, we're like, A, attention's vital. If you can get someone to pay attention to you on the internet for 15 minutes straight today, that's like, I don't know, four hours, five years ago. So like, if you can get that for 50 cents, yeah. So then we start going, okay, for 50 cents, and you can get that. And then you put the ad in front of them next, right? What is that ad and how many people take that action? And if that whole thing costs you three bucks, and then you know the cost, typically the cost per sale... Is so much cheaper than the actual revenue that you're like this makes sense all day but people just don't know their numbers and so walking through from hey what does it cost per sale what's a typical cart value or, or product purchase whatever you want to call it and then working back to how many people need to see what are your numbers and then just layering the right ads on top of it it gets really simple after that and when i tell people you can get started for five dollars a day usually they look at me like I've got like a third eye or something, but it really can be that simple because at that base, you're just buying indicators, starting to see those digital hands raised and start to know your numbers. And then you're all cool. Now that I know all this money, it makes so much more sense to increase five to 10, 10 to 20. And that's how you start to snowball your ad spend to the point where you feel really comfortable and things are flowing.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's I think that that's so interesting because I think a lot of people do think that it's a huge, you know, you you see people, especially with agencies, I think because, you know, again, obviously it takes energy and team members and all of that. And so a lot of agencies... Know it's a thousand dollar minimum a month, and that's not even including what you're paying the agency, or it's five thousand minimum a month, you know, agency and ad spend, whatever. And so, I think it's really great that you guys are sort of encouraging people to get started for five or ten dollars because that's really where the strategy is going to come in, right? It's like Mm -hmm. those indicators that you're talking about, it's like people are able then to prove out what works, so they haven't wasted any money really because it's all so small that they're sort of getting that data. And it's great that for that low of an amount, you actually can sort of prove out and see what works.
1: Yeah. And the cool part about ads and why I out about it and truly why we started this business is not only is it creating the sustainable path, but that same data you're buying can work backwards and you can fuel the rest of your business too. It doesn't have to just be my ads, but typically it sparks something of like, I had no idea that lead magnet or that blog post would blow up. Like most people, I always say as business owners, we're smart, but our customers are way smarter about themselves. Like they know what they want and the things that they're looking for. And we often are like, oh no, this thing's gonna work or I love this hook or I love this copy. And your audience might be like, no, that's the worst thing ever. And you might be shocked at the thing that resonates, right? And so I love that too. For like five or 10 bucks a day, you can start to see what is the truth at scale and new to me people, what do they actually want versus me assuming what they want, right? So I just love that feedback. And it doesn't take, a week or a month or a year to get that feedback. So I love ads is literally in 24 hours, you're like, did it work or not? And with different audiences, but beyond your own too, because your audience is skewed because they already know you. So they're going to be a little bit nicer, more receptive, like all of the things. So it's not cold, hard data. But yeah, I love it too.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I yeah, I think all the strategy stuff is so cool. I nerd out about that all too. So, you know, obviously it depends on what the goals of the campaign are, but are there some sort of general KPIs that you would say are like, quote unquote, proving that this is a good ad, whether, you know, it's a cost per click or a cost per sale or conversion rate or something. Are there just some general
1: guidelines that you could give people for like what a good ad is? Absolutely. So as an overall benchmark, again, wildly varies depending on the type of business right as a baseline we've put that Psa out there but for the whole I always say your middle funnel when I say middle funnel pretty one that might not know that is anyone in your warm audience email list uh already on your your social profiles off, like if you have a pixel, traffic, website, all of that good stuff. That I always say should do the best out of all of your creative because if you're doing it correctly, they know they can trust you. Okay, so they should want to do the thing you're asking and be stoked to see it, right? So we're not trying to put out ads that people aren't going to be receptive to. So middle of funnel is always skewing higher. So what that should look like is a middle of funnel, like a link click-through rate is something we really look for as one of those first indicators. And typically we like to see that minimum, like one and a half percent. If you're just starting out, do not worry if you're not there. That's why we test to figure out what they actually want. The one and a half to 2% is really where we look for. If you're above that, like you're rocking it, killing it. Like some of our clients get three and four and I'm like, your audience is just loving these things, right? But we don't always start there. So that's one of the big things we look at because costs are so varied depending on your targeting. Like Some are so expensive, but worth it. And then some are like $10. It's just so varied. So cost to me is also relative to what you can afford which gets back to the numbers, right? So for reference, we have a couple of members in one of our masterminds that is happily paying $10 to $12 per lead for a webinar. Uh, and here's the thing, friends, if you've heard that and think that's awful, I want you to reframe what it takes because she's more than happy to pay this because that funnel has a 3 return on ad spend and they're qualified people. So cheap doesn't always necessarily mean qualified, right? And so, plus it's just a really specific audience because... As a marketer, I read a lot of headlines and case studies and I see it all too. If I made a million dollars off of like $10 in ad spend, right? The very dramatics. And so it skews your expectations. And so that's where you need to know your numbers too. is like a $10 lead at middle funnel is killer because again, at middle funnel, if you're running say a funnel, those people should be converting way higher. And so that investment there is beyond worth it versus at a top of funnel or cold audience, you might get the three, four or $5 leads but there needs to be some nurturing that happens before you ask them for the sale. So you're going to invest again on the back end, anyways, to ultimately have kind of a cost per sale, cost per lead. So at Top of Funnel, this is where it gets really juicy, especially post iOS 14 updates, is we actually have been deploying the same strategy since 2018, just because we call it the have the metal method. And we call it that because we actually think that you should be able to have. Have your cold audience, the new-to-you people, at hello me. If you do it right, those people should thank you for putting their ad in it. It happens all the time. It's it's really funny when it happens for the first time to a lot of people. They're like, hey, they essentially thank me for like running an ad to them. Because what you're doing at that level is you're looking for what are the entry points for people. Because, and I'll, I'll get back to the actual KPIs in a second, but I just like to lay down the framework of we always look at humans are different. And so we all like different entry points, meaning some people are readers. Some people are like audio people. So they want to hear something. Some people are visual. They want a video. Some people don't want any of that. And then we work with those people too. And so all the KPIs are different and we like to serve ads at every different level because we believe there's probably in your audience, you have all of that, right? And people just attracted to different things so kind of like i mentioned earlier it's really cool so for example a webinar lead at topple funnel could cost anywhere for three to twelve dollars today but if you run a video for 50 i like get them to sit there watch 10 minutes 50 percent of your video it costs you 30 cents and then they're in your funnel and then you stack something else you can have someone that is like low-key obsessed with you in a span of like 20 minutes for a dollar right like just so different so we really look at not only costs, but also, hey, if you're putting a video out there, what's the percentage of people watching the entire thing, right? And then what do they do next is our big question. So we love to put an ad out there that actually gets full watch rates, or at least 50 75% of people watching. Under a buck, the wildest story I have is I one time ran a full one-hour video for a client people watch the heck out of it. And we are getting a full hour video watch for like $2. Uh-oh. So these are the things like post iOS, we're looking at how can you run different strategies that aren't so competitive conversion driven, but at the same time, you're investing in your customer first and then asking for the sale later, which ultimately just makes a really healthy business for yourself because you're not saying, Hey, buy my thing today. You're allowing people to like interact with your business. Like Almost like normal business used to happen before the internet, right? And I feel like it's mature, it's a mature market now. So we're actually going backwards and saying, okay, cool friends. We actually have to spend a little bit more time dancing with our customer and inviting them into our world. Um, so yeah, 50% video views are great. We love running like traffic. We love a podcast too. Cause of again, like this podcast, I'm sure if you get people to listen to a couple hours of you, typically they're a lot more invested in your brand at that point and they know you. And so then when you say, Hey, I have this thing later down the line to sell it's way easier so those are kind of the entry points we're looking for and then ultimately you can get so much results for like under a dollar 2 dollars the link click is a big indicator so those are like easy KPIs if you're just getting started to start looking for
0: yeah i yeah i love all of that i think that's super helpful and especially just sort of having those benchmark KPIs you know and what you were saying about really nurturing like we all have had that experience where you start following somebody on Instagram and they immediately DM you and are like offering you something or asking you to buy something. It just feels so slimy and it's like used car salesman does not work. And so nurturing the heck out of your audience is so important. And so I, you know, absolutely agree with that in terms of like a strategy of really making sure that people are getting there. And it's interesting how inexpensive it can be Mm -hmm. if you have the quality content that people are looking for. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, in the legs and the evergreenness of an ad with your content, it can last for months. It's just, it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome. And so sort of going back to if someone were doing it on their own or before people come to work with you, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when it comes to trying to run their own ads?
1: Ooh, that's a great, that's a great question. I would say, so the biggest change I've seen post iOS 14 is- really, it's always been important, but really heavy in copy and creative. The, one of the biggest things I'm teaching right now is focusing on how to be different. Because when I think, this is just me, but I think overall, what I typically see is, for lack of a better word, copycatting and making all of your ads look like the other 10 you've seen in a newsfeed. And what happens is psychologically, all of us start ignoring those ads because we're like, oh, it's another webinar. Oh, it's a masterclass or oh, 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 right? Um, So... That's one of the biggest things like, hey, my ads aren't working and it's pretty much identical to anyone else, right? And so I always say, hey, really think about who is your person? What are they into? And then how can you put your brand on top of it, right? And so how do you create an ad that stands out is the biggest thing I can say. And that's just like overall branding business, but that's the big thing I see is just kind of doing what everyone else is doing. And that's how you start to blend in. And then you're like, hey, my ads aren't working, right? And the other thing, it's so funny. It's not even mistakes from an ad perspective. The other thing I would say is throwing in the towel too early. Most people get really emotional because you are spending money. And it feels like Facebook's this giant machine that's just eating it and they're out to get you. But what I would always say is then again, go back to your numbers. Because when you know your numbers, and if you look at it, I always say, hey, you're, the first $500, you're straight up buying data. And if you've never run ads before, you're buying data. Or if it's been a hot minute since you have, you're again buying data. So it's one of those things that I really believe in. And it's also looking at, hey, if I invest $500, I never look at it as if like you're losing money. You're truly buying data that you can make better calls next time. You know, Internally, we call it like a, you're building a 401k instead of an ATM machine is something that we've really been talking about. Over the long haul, if you do it correctly, meaning you have the right foundation, the right strategy... Every dollar you spend will eventually start to churn out too, but it's not like gone are the days that it's like, hey, I put a dollar in, I got 10. Like that's an ATM. Here we're looking for like sustainability because, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I like sustainable results, not ones that feel like it's like a wild stock market, you know? So I would say try to take the emotion out of it and look at it as pure data as hard as it is sometimes. And then once you have data, go backwards and say, cool, take the judgment out of your ads too, because everyone's are kind of crap at first, to be completely honest, right? Unless you're like a wizard at copy creative, all the things, don't judge yourself, take the emotion out of it, know your numbers, and then everything gets better. And then I always recommend testing on your middle funnel because they're warm. You can see quick wins the fastest. And to your point earlier about activation and just like a large audience I not tapped into, quite often there's people that have wanted to pay you or give you money or do whatever you're asking, but they just haven't. And so like starting out middle funnel typically gets like some mojo under you and really just starts going, oh, cool, this is fun. Like once you start looking at it as like, it's just data and I'm actually helping and making an impact with me more people than I am just kind of doing it organically. It, it just is a total mindset shift. And then it gets really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, That. That sounds awesome, and I think especially learning to take the emotion out of it with business is is just so hard in general on everything. Mm-hmm. But I think especially when you're taking, you're when you're spending money. But I think that's so important because it really doesn't allow you to sort of stand back and be objective. And the more, especially you know, if you're a solopreneur and it's sort of just all you, the more you can really take a step back and just look at it as like a business decision, business data that's going to be so much more helpful. And you're not going to make sort of wrong decisions or snap decisions just because you're feeling a certain way about something
1: absolutely yeah data is like king I, and as someone who loves emotion i love like i love it taking the, the emotion out of it is key and then looking at wins too so like if, if you're a solopreneur who's got some content right if you have five blog posts to work with those could be gold and like for example we had a client that was running a blog post and really quickly we saw the indicators it was just going wild right a two three percent we click we're like oh your people love this So the cool part too is then you start thinking, okay, great, didn't know they'd love this as much. We flipped it into a lead magnet. And so then we're actually getting leads with the exact same content. It's just with a wall in front of it now. And for a dollar more, we're getting all of these leads and at scale because we proved it for like $10. So it doesn't have to be this giant undergoing to prove like your entire funnel. It can be little baby steps that build, right? So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's super helpful. And it sounds... It sounds like it's a lot faster than organic as well, which is great for people who sort of are either impatient and I'm raising my hand or yes. <laughs> just, you know, are have something coming up, like a launch or something and just don't have the time to sort of wait to see if something's going to work. So that's really helpful.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, launches are one of our favorite things. Of If you want a certain thing, it's like you can get there so much faster and accelerated with ads as long as at the end of the day, your offer's proven at some level, then it's just... It's just math and working backwards and yeah, throwing the strategy in there, which I make it sound so simple. There is a strategy you can follow, but it is about just those things. And I'm impatient too. And I love the automated system of it. So yeah, that's where you'll see me all day, every day is putting ads behind content at scale. Um, So you don't have to produce as much and you can go deeper too with everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. This has been such an amazing episode. As we wrap up here, I always just love to ask all of my guests, "What's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received?"
1: Oh gosh, that is such a good question. I would say, uh, and this is kind of advice to myself too for the first four years, is it goes by really fast, and don't put so much pressure on yourself because you're probably really amazing and really great, and everything will work out. As like you're, we're all working hard, so I think removing the pressure and yeah. Just enjoying the ride, which sounds so like Hallmark Cardi, but truly if I could go backwards and like tap my shoulder and say like, Hey, like look at the good and every day, write down the highlights of it. And that's the second one is I started like a little highlight folder in my, on my desktop and on my journal, because I think we're really quick to forget the wins and the highlights. And we kind of get stuck on the, Oh, what well, went wrong today? Or, Oh, this little thing came through an email when the stack of wins could be just as high or higher, but us, we're always trying to do the best and help everyone and not have mistakes. And so having some sort of thing where you can look back and say, oh, I'm actually like pretty solid at this. There's just some things that go wrong. Sometimes really helps that mindset.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love the idea of a highlight journal. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so if people want to work with you, if they either want to learn through your course or they want to work directly with you and have you do it for them, how can people work with you? What are the different offers you have and how do they get in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. If any of this has intrigued you, we love our Have Them at Hello method. We teach it, we run it for clients. So everything we teach, we are actively running for ourselves and clients, which is one of my favorite aspects of us is we don't just teach, we are doing it for ourselves and clients. So you're getting everything that's like working today, not three months ago or a year ago. Um, So we have every level starting at $37 is like the easiest way to get into the framework. And then our accelerator includes a full course. So if you're like, hey, I really want to go for it with ads. This year. It includes course and some community support. And then we have Advestors, which is our high-level mastermind, which Advestors stems from our 401k motto. And then it's a high-level mastermind where if you're looking to get to the point where you can hand off your ads to an agency like us, or you just want to have a team that can do it for you internally, but you want everything that like an agency would offer that is built for that person to join, or you can always just work directly with us. So we try to cater to the entire scope of who are you, what do you want to do, and where are you at with that.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. This was an amazing
1: episode. Thank you. This was so fun. I can turn out for a whole like week with you. So this has been great.
0: <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.